0: And I'm turning to our text in the book of Ezra, chapter 8, verse 21 through 23. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava. We're in, as I've already mentioned, we begin our fourth week of fasting. And we're in 30 days of fasting. And I've allowed the congregation to determine how they're going to fast and pray. If you want to go four days at a time, one day at a time, miss a meal a day, just however you want to do it. I've even encouraged us to to fast from social media and tv during this time ezra proclaimed to fast so i'm perfectly within my purview as a pastor to call upon the church to fast and ezra said we're doing this that we might humble ourselves before god to seek from him the right way for us and for our little ones and all our possessions is there anyone that would like to pray god show me the right way He said, for I was ashamed at request of the king an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road. Because we had spoken to the king saying, the hand of our God is upon all those for good who seek him. You seek God, his hand will be on you for good. But his power and his wrath are against all who forsake him. And the next verse says, so we fasted and entreated our God for this and he answered our prayer i want you to put your hand over your heart and say he answered my prayer amen as we continue with our fourth and and the last full week of fasting it would be good to look at how fasting impacts the spirit realm that's what i want to talk about today amen i could give you many more but in just a few minutes i'm going to give you 12 major spiritual benefits of fasting now the whole world is talking about physical merits that come as a result of fasting and how it is helpful to your body and to your health to fast they talk about the benefits for example go to the internet of intermittent fasting or fasting of certain foods or how fasting will help you lose weight how it promotes longevity and how fasting can speed up your metabolism and how fasting can boost your brain function In fact, they've discovered that when you fast, a certain type of hormone is produced in your brain that is called brain-derived euthropic hormone that has been actually shown to prevent Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Can you imagine? And it also helps against depression. Fasting has been proven to be beneficial in many areas. They further tell us that fasting strengthens your immune system, rejuvenates the skin, and improves insulin sensitivity. They claim further that fasting will help prevent cancer and is good for your heart. And everybody out there is telling us now that fasting is helpful. But I want to emphasize something: we got there first. Amen. Amen. Church got there first. All these are the physical benefits of fasting, and they don't have anything to do with religion or faith. You can you can be completely irreligious and still experience the physical benefits that I've just mentioned however there are spiritual benefits that are separate and apart from any of these physical benefits those are the things that many people do not consider you're not going to read a lot about that on the internet when somebody promotes fasting for longevity's sake or fasting to speed up your metabolism but let me tell you what fasting does in the spirit realm because long before they began to discover that fasting was good for your health the bible promoted the benefits of denying your body things that it enjoys for a season now i want you to look at our text just before we pray in our text the 70 years of the captivity of the people of god in babylon had come to an end they had been there 70 years god's people had sinned and as a result of sin the covering of protection was lifted the army of Nebuchadnezzar came in, decimated the capital city of Jerusalem, just absolutely demolished the temple and carried away the people to Babylon and those that they did not kill. And now the 70 years was over that had been prophesied by Jeremiah, it was time to go home. They were preparing to return to their promised land, but many enemies lurked along the road the people of God had to take to get back to Israel. You might not realize it but the trip from babylon back to jerusalem took almost four months they didn't have any super interstates they didn't have any autobons like they have in germany they didn't have any cars if they would have had those amen it was extremely dangerous because there were marauding soldiers enemy there were thieves there were robbers And they had to travel this route. And now now, uh, after Nebuchadnezzar has carried them away in Babylon, Ortaxerxes is king and Ezra is told you can go back home. But Ezra tells King Ortaxerxes that God watches over his people. And he was ashamed to say, would you please give us an escort to help us get back home? because we're afraid of what could happen. He had been telling Artaxerxes, our God is powerful. Our God is mighty. Our God hears and answers prayer. Our God never slumbers nor sleeps. He is our protection. He watches over us. And now can you imagine him going to Artaxerxes and saying, "Uh, by the way, could we have a, a squadron of soldiers to escort us back home? He said he was ashamed to do that. Instead, what he did is he called upon the people of God to fast that their heavenly protector would keep watch over them on their journey home. Ezra said, God is our defender. We don't need the king's army. Can I hear somebody say, we don't need the king's army. Because we have the Lord of angel armies. Did you know what that... That word, the Lord of hosts, actually means it means Lord of angel armies. And so they said, We're going to fast and we're going to pray. And do you know that their fasting and their prayer shielded them from any harm the enemy could cause? And for four months, they traveled this extremely dangerous route back to Jerusalem from Babylon without any harm. And all of that was the result of fasting and prayer, it was a miracle. I want to speak this morning from this subject, how fasting affects the spirit realm. Father, would you speak a word to us right now? Open your word to our understanding, Lord, and help us today to be impacted by the power of the word of God. Can somebody shout and say, amen? Amen. First of all, we fast because the scripture teaches us to fast. As an act of obedience, we fast because that's what we're called upon to do on occasion. Even if we do not understand all of the reasons why, God knows something that we don't. He knows the powerful effect that fasting can have on the life of a believer as well as on the spirit realm. And so when you fast, you are submitting to his superior wisdom. Number two, fasting literally weakens the hold that things have on you. Did you know that things can get a hold of you? It's very easy for us to live our lives for the wrong things. In the parable of the sower, Jesus talked about a man that went out to sow seed and he cast some seed upon ground that thorns grew up in. And they began to choke the life out of the seed that had been planted. And when he was asked to explain this parable, Jesus said, the seed is the word of God. And the thorns are the cares of life. Did you know that things like jobs and careers and stress and worry over your marriage and and even good things that you enjoy like sports and hobbies, if you don't watch it and you don't keep an eye on it, they can take on a life of their own. They can choke the word of God right out of you that God is trying to cause to grow in your spirit. Even good things can take over your life. Amen. Number three, fasting also weakens the hole the flesh has on you. Not just things. Things can get a hold of you. Cars, automobiles, debts, a house that can get a hold of you. But that's not all. Your own flesh can begin to dominate your life. When you fast, it breaks the hole that fasting has on your body. You see, you are not the body you live in. Could I hear an amen? Amen. Your body is just a shell in which you live the house in which the real you actually resides Look what Paul said in 2nd Corinthians 5 and 1 for we know that if our earthly house that's just right here This tent in the King James. It says tabernacle is destroyed We have a building from God a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens You see, the word tabernacle used in the Greek for house means temporary abode or tent. This body isn't permanent. Look at your neighbor and say, you're not looking at the real me right now. Would you do that? No, you're not. You're not looking at the real me. You see, what happens is we can forget this important reality. And we begin to live like the flesh is who we are. And it gets us into trouble when that happens because it shifts our focus from things that are eternal to things that are temporary. Our appetites can control us. I wish I had a better amen out there. The flesh can gain the upper hand in your life. It will begin to dominate you. You can get to where you can't say no to food. You can't say no to pleasure. You can't say no to sweets. You can't say no to coffee. You can't say no to the wrong kind of TV program. Because when your flesh begins to gain the upper hand, it doesn't stop with one thing. It moves on to the next until it totally dominates your life. Amen. It will keep wanting more. That's why whenever you yield to your flesh and you give in to temptation, it will begin to gain the upper hand. It will tell you it won't hurt just a drink or two. Just, you know, going here once or twice and the next thing you know, you realize that it's gotten such a grip on your life that you cannot stop from doing the things that you just started. It becomes a slow fade. A slow fade. You find yourself sliding into a pit of oblivion. Amen. Fasting will help break the hole the flesh has on you. Number four, fasting can weaken the hole that people have on you too. Oh, yes. Sometimes we care more about what other people think than we do about what God thinks, don't we? Amen. We're more concerned about the acceptance of men than we are the acceptance of heaven. We live for the accolades of people and live to be able to fit into a crowd rather than to fit into God's plan for our life. And when you fast, it kind of rearranges some priorities for you. Amen. Proverbs 29 and 25 said, the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Give God a praise break right now. Amen. Amen. You see, if you don't ever once in a while take a take the time to fast, people can begin to dominate you. They can begin to manipulate you. I'm speaking to somebody. I feel it by the power of the Holy Spirit that you know I'm talking to you right now. Your life is being manipulated and you don't like living that way because it's demeaning and it's devaluing. And you say, I can't break free from this. Join us this week in a fast. I urge you, join us this week in a fast. It will help you. I promise you that it can. Because the wrong people can cause you to be deterred from your purpose. They can lead you to become involved in things that you know you should be leaving alone. You don't need to go that direction. But when you got all your friends pulling you that way, it's kind of hard to say no. But when you fast, it breaks the hole that not only the flesh has on you, it breaks the hole that people can have on you. And that things can have on you. Amen. But number five, fasting also breaks and weakens the hold the enemy has on you. The enemy will probe for weakness in your defense system and then will try to exploit those. Every single person in this room is made differently. And the enemy studies you and observes you and develops a strategy based on his observations. And he will set a trap for you. And it may take years to do it. He will probe looking for that weakness in your defense. Amen. Fasting is something you do in this earthly realm, but it has an impact on the spirit realm. Amen. Matthew 17, 21, Jesus told a man whose son was tormented by a demonic spirit. This kind does not go out except by prayer and by fasting. If the enemy gets a hold of you, all you've got to do is push back and say, I'm fasting for a little while and seek the face of God. You can break the hole the enemy has on your life. Fasting actually weakens the enemy directly. It weakens him by calling in angelic reinforcements to resist and wear him down. Because sometimes you can't break free from something by yourself. But when you fast and pray, you call in reinforcements. You can't even see them, but they're there. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Fasting will also help us cleanse our hearts. It's amazing the junk that can pile up inside of us as we live life, isn't it? unforgiveness bitterness envy lust all of these things can begin to stack up in your life they can begin to control you let me ask you did you ever leave a jar of jam in the back of the refrigerator too long and when you finally get it out one morning to make some toast and you open it up it's got mold and funny looking stuff growing and you oh my god they say mold came from penicillin but that looks like it'll kill you amen and, You throw that into the the, the trash as quickly as you can. That's what happens in our hearts. Mold can begin to grow whenever we're back in the back of the refrigerator where the light can't get to us. You know what I'm talking about. You don't let the light get to your heart every once in a while, all kind of stuff can begin to build up on the inside. You've got to regularly expose your heart to God where he can examine them in prayer. Fasting help cleans the junk out of your system. Amen. In 2nd Chronicles 29, 1-5, through five, Hezekiah became king when he was 25 years old and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father David had done. And in the first year of his reign, in the first month, he opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. Then he brought in the priest and the family Levites and gathered them in the east square and he said to them, hear me. Levites these are the priests now sanctify yourselves sanctify the house of God the the Lord God of your fathers and carry out the rubbish from the holy place you know what had happened they had started putting the trash their refuse in the house of God rather than carrying it to the trash dump they let it build up inside the house of God Your body is the temple of the Lord Jesus Christ. And junk can begin to stack up on the inside. And every once in a while, you need to just separate yourself and sanctify yourself and get a hold of God all over again. Yes, you do. You need to call on the name of the Lord and say, cleanse me. Cleanse me. Fasting afflicts our hearts. And it humbles our attitudes when we become proud and arrogant and disobedient. It cleans the crud out of our spirits that is built up within us. Number seven, fasting is spiritual warfare and acts to disrupt the enemy's strategies and plans. We all know the story of Job. Job was a godly man. He had seven sons and three daughters and And when they would have their birthday, imagine there were 10 birthdays among his children in the course of a year. And when they would have a birthday, they would call all the other brothers and sisters over to their house and there would be a feast and a party. But as soon as the feast was over, Job would call every one of them back home. They were grown. They had their own houses. I want you to listen to this, grandma. Listen to this, Grandpa. Mickey, your mother-in-law turned 75 today, and it doesn't matter how old you get, dear mama, you got a right to call those kids home every once in a while and have a talk with them. Amen. You hear what I'm saying here today? Yes, you do you got a right to call them home. Job would call them home after their birthday party. And he would sanctify them. And you know what that meant? He would offer a sacrifice. And they would go first. They would fast. They had feasted. And now he would say, you got to fast. And they would fast together as a family. And he would pray over them. And he would offer a sacrifice to God. And you know why he did that? The Bible said, just in case they had sinned. Just in case they had sinned. God have mercy. The obligation that weighs on the shoulders of we who are parents and grandparents that sometimes we forget all about. Just because your kids are grown or away at college, don't you forget about their spiritual needs. Don't you forget about their spiritual needs. You raised them, you got a right to say, we're going to have a fast in our family for the next day. Or two, And we're going to call them the name of the Lord. Yes, we are. Turn the television to the wall and get a hold of God. And call him and sit down and read the Bible to him. Somebody ought to give God some praise in this house. Aren't you tired of our kids going through the mess they go through? Amen. And you know what Job did when he did this? He built a hedge around them. And when the enemy came, he could not attack Job, but he couldn't attack his kids either. Read the Bible. And he had to get permission from God to get inside that hedge to first attack Job's kids. Because when you fast and pray, it doesn't just build a hedge around you, it protects your family. Number eight, fasting causes breakthroughs to occur that you have prayed for. When the enemy is doing his best to oppose them and he has caused them to be delayed. Anybody need a breakthrough in this house? What's your breakthrough? What is is your breakthrough about? Is it about your marriage? Is it about your finances? What, What is your breakthrough supposed to be about? You know the enemy will delay it as long as he can. Look at somebody and say, delayed is not denied. Would you do that right now? I want you to hear that. Delayed is not denied. Just because you prayed for a week or two or three or four or a year or two or three, it doesn't mean God said no. It might mean there's an enemy resisting you, trying to hold back your breakthrough. But I got news for the devil. There's a bunch of folk that are seeking God and a breakthrough is coming in this house. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Amen. In the old days, whenever they told us to fast and pray, we couldn't eat anything, couldn't even drink water. Amen. If you needed to take medication, you were just flat out of luck. Amen. I don't believe in killing yourself when you're fasting, but I believe you ought to deny yourself what your body enjoys once in a while, just so you can gain the upper hand and say, oh boy, you're trying to hold back my breakthrough, but you know what happened? It's happening right now. I'm calling on the name of the Lord and a breakthrough's coming anyway. The enemy is strategic. He watches, he plans, he develops strategies and he sets them in place. That's what the enemy does. Yes, he does. And secondly, he's patient. I don't want to glorify the devil, but I want you to know he's not in as big a hurry as some of us are. He will make his move so slowly that you don't even realize that you are even under attack until the trap closes around you. And by then it's too late to avoid the pain and the sorrow that you allowed him to bring into your life. God can help you recover your soul, but sometimes the losses that you allowed are so great they can't be mitigated. I'm talking to a dad right now, to a mother right now. Before you let this thing go any further, get a hold of God because God may save you, but you may lose something you don't want to lose in the process. Because the enemy is out to destroy not only you, but your kids and your family and everything you've ever lived for. Amen. And you've got to realize that Satan is a spiritual power. Ephesians 6 and 12, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. That's in the spirit realm. Amen. That's why I'm talking about fasting. Some people only acknowledge the spiritual force of the power of God. But the same Bible that tells you that God has power tells us about the enemy and tells us you better watch for him because he walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The Bible says, try or test the spirits and see if they are of God. Not every spirit is of God. I've had people come tell me stuff that if I'd listened to them and them give me direction, I'd gone in in 10,000 different ways and none of them would have been successful. You got to try the spirit. Can I hear somebody say, hallelujah, amen, amen, amen. Not every spirit is of God. Not every spirit is is an angelic presence that has been sent from god to direct you i have people ask me this question pretty often they ask how can fortune tellers seem to communicate with the spirit of a departed loved one how do they know some of the things they know i just want to tell you this you need to be very careful in dealing with forces like that The Bible warns against it because the spirits behind these seances and these different things like Ouija boards, those are actually fallen angelic beings. They're demonic spirits. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You open yourself up to the enemy when you participate in things like that. Let God be your source, beloved. Let God be your source amen you cannot fight the enemy with coronal weapons you have to have spiritual weapons that can be effective and reach into that realm of fallen principalities and do warfare listen to this this is what the scripture says second corinthians 10 for though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare i say it are not carnal but mighty say it mighty i want you to make the building echo mighty in god for the pulling down of strongholds satan your kingdom is coming i need somebody to say it over their family satan your kingdom is coming down say it over your finances Satan your kingdom is coming down say it over your health Satan your kingdom is coming down hallelujah again Matthew 17 21 this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting Jesus was speaking of a certain level of demonic forces that only respond To the spiritual weapons such as those we are using this week, the weapons of prayer and fasting, the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus. And now I've got good news for you. We are winning. I wish I could hear a better praise. We are winning. Yes, we are. I'm just about done. But the devil also is not only strategic and patient, he is evil. He isn't some silly little cartoon character running around in red flannel underwear with horns and a pitchfork. Get that out of your mind. Nothing he does is for the good of mankind or the world we live in. He will let you even seem to win the battle for a little while just to draw you in and make you think you're having fun before the jaws of the trap snap shut. He isn't satisfied to merely cause you discomfort. He wants to totally destroy you. He isn't content to just wound you. He wants to bring death. He seeks to kill your marriage. He seeks to destroy your business. He seeks to destroy your he wants to kill your ministry but are you hearing what i'm saying enemy we're fasting this week your hold is being broken (laughs) satan cannot kill your destiny number 10 fasting just demonstrates our reliance upon god it tells god that we're waiting on him to act on our behalf psalms 20 and 7 some trust in chariots summon horses but we will remember the name of the lord our god psalms 23 verse 1. the lord is my shepherd i shall not want it goes on to say he prepares a table before me say it in the presence of mine enemies oh yes he does you see he's the shepherd Did you know that sheep don't fight their own battles? They trust the shepherd to fight for them. That's what Ezra was doing as I wrap it up. He said, I proclaimed a fast that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from him the right way for I was ashamed to request of Artaxerxes an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road because we had spoken to the king saying the hand of our God is upon all those for good who seek him I don't need the king's army because I've got an angel's army that's following along beside me so we fasted and entreated God for this and he answered our prayer fasting demonstrates our reliance upon him number 11 and I'm really about done fasting enlists the powerful forces of God's angelic armies to fight for us as I've already mentioned he is called the Lord of hosts for a reason because the word host means army. He is the Lord of armies. Now, I don't know if you understand what that means because when the mighty army of the Assyrians had come to attack the city of Jerusalem, Hezekiah didn't have an army strong enough to defend the city. And then Sennacherib, the Assyrian king, sent a Hezekiah a letter of what he was about to do. He sent him a letter, and you know what Hezekiah did? He didn't panic my god elizabeth i'm coming home you know that he didn't do that you know what he did he took the letter to the house of god laid it in the house of god and said here it is lord This is the bad report. Who am I talking to right now that's got a bad report? Let me tell you what to do with it. Hezekiah laid it before the Lord and prayed and fasted over it. And that night, one angel, not a whole army, one angel came and killed 185,000 of the enemy. I'm talking about you got a whole army army behind you. And all you really need is one angel, but you've got a whole army. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As in the story of Daniel, when he fasted for 21 days, fasting engages heaven's armies to fight on your behalf. It will make them fast for you. I wonder as I've often said, what would happen if Daniel had only fasted 20 days? It was on the 21st day that the angel showed up and said, we heard you the very first day. Look at your neighbor and say, sometimes you just got to hold on. Would you do that? And I thank God for a church that's willing to go through a little discomfort for 30 days. Amen. That we can have a breakthrough. I thank God for a church where people will pray and get a hold of God. Amen. I thank God for people that will believe for a breakthrough when the doctor doesn't see any help, when the lawyer doesn't see any help, when the attorney doesn't see how you can get any help. The banker can't help you. I know a God. All he has to do is send one angel. You lay that letter before God and God can change a judge's heart. Yes, he can. God can make miracles happen. Amen. Number 12, I close. Fasting helps you see God more clearly sometimes in the middle of life's struggle you can lose sight of God can't you living life from day to day you can get your eyes off the one that this is all about You can get all caught up in the routine of work and school education going to your job amen that can happen so easily taking the kids to soccer practice and gymnastics and paying bills and going grocery shopping and catching the game on Sunday afternoon and getting the lawn mowed and and all the other things that demand our attention. We've all got the same struggles. I came in yesterday after being gone a number of days and uh, in my closet, there was a a little leak. Oh, I don't even know what happened. And my wife, she's a prayer warrior. She prayed, it dried up. I don't know what, I was ready to call out a repairman and she, she talked to the repairman, amen. And it may show back up, but right now I know it's not there anymore. And I don't know what caused it. And I guess all that rain coming through here, but I I know I got a woman that knows how to touch God. Amen. And fasting helps you refocus. That's what fasting will do. Fasting and prayer dial God back in. When you fast, you're saying, God, I'm coming after you with everything I've got. I'm passionate about you. I'm going to seek you with my whole energy, with my whole heart, with my whole soul. I'm depriving this flesh that dominates my life and I'm going straight after God right now. And you know what that does? It dials God back in when you lay aside earthly pleasure to seek greater joy and glory. I remember when i was just a kid and now it's been so long since i've traveled by automobile lord have mercy if i could take a helicopter to the grocery store i would because i've traveled so many miles in my lifetime i don't like driving in a car anymore get out and can't hardly straighten up and and i'm not as young as i used to be and with my dad we'd drive across this state of texas this is the biggest state I mean it's a drive from one side I know what they say about Alaska forget Alaska I'm not going to Alaska anytime soon this is a big state when you're from Louisiana I mean 700 miles from one side to the other or maybe a little bit more than that and you'd get out there in the middle of the desert y'all know what I'm talking about and the radio station would fade out and there was one radio station and I'm trying to remember the name Sildad. Uh, Acuna something late night you'd get all these preachers on they'd preach all kind of stuff some of it good some of it not so good and you'd be driving through those hills out there in west texas and it'd fade in and fade out y'all remember that fade in and fade out you ever have that happen fade in and fade out sometimes that's what happens with your focus on God he fades in and he fades out and and what you got to do is you reach over and take that dial and you make a little adjustment and bring God back into focus again make sure he's the priority in your life somebody give him some praise in this house somebody that's a God chaser stand to your feet and say we're pursuing after god amen across the building this is the word the lord has given me this morning somebody here has a letter that's that's what the lord spoke to me 10 days ago when i was when i was putting all of this finalizing my notes the lord said there's going to be somebody that actually has a letter that they need to come lay before god now, you might not have brought your letter with you this morning physically, but you can lay its contents before God today. Angel armies are waiting to be called into battle on your behalf. And remember, one angel killed 185,000 of the enemy in one night. That's what is going to happen this week in fasting. We're going to put some enemy on the ground. Amen. And we're going to bring some victory from heaven. Amen. Amen.